Hi, this is 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. I am Victor Muñiz Rosa, and this is Aquí Planeta Tierra. I'm here with Darian. Darian, how you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? New day, new show. New day, new show. Exactly. And we have a... Alarling is not with us today, but we have a, one of our assistant DJs who is shadowing this program. Shadowing means that they're here to learn of the great master, which is me. So, introduce yourself. Who are you? Oh, well, I'm Danny Tarifa. I'm a film and television major. I'm Venezuela. My parents came here from Venezuela in 1999. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I've traveled all over the East Coast since I was little. So, yeah. Well, very nice to meet you, Danny. And hopefully, you'll stay with us after your ADJ shadowing. And we can have your support here at Key Planeta Tierra. So, first of all, before we start with the music, I want to know... How was your guys' weekend? ¿Cómo estuvo todo? Everything good? Oh, todo bien, trabajando normal. Okay, okay. How was, how was school? How was university? Ah, pues, trabajo y más trabajo. Pero todo bien, todo alegre, todo contento. So. Eh, y mi semana estuvo bien. ¿Y ustedes? Danny, how was yours? Uh, bien, solo en la casa trabajando. Ay, no, ¿qué hice? Yo fui para um, un concierto de punk. No sé, ya tenía que hacer una biografía para un banda ahí. Y ya lo mandé para radio también, lo puse en la website. Oh, that's, oh eso está qué brutal, chévere. brutal, brutal, brutal. Mm -hmm. eh, mi semana estuvo bastante buena. Eh, ayer, por ejemplo, WMC tuvo una actividad donde todos los integrantes de la estación pues pudieron compartir y cantar karaoke. Oh, sí, yo eso vi estuvo las muy historias. Muy, <risa> las muy divertido. Eh, y, y nada, la pasamos bien, la pasamos súper bien. Pero sí, fue una buena semana. Y para empezar, les tengo tres canciones que están sumamente pegadas. A ver. You know what that means. Pegada means it's a hit. Yeah. So, tengo aquí <risa> Quevedo, Visa Rap Music Session. Tengo Rosalía Despechá. Y tengo Bad Bunny, Me Puerto Bonito. ¿Qué claro ustedes piensan de esas sí. canciones? ¿Están tan ready? Fantástico. Sí. ¿A ti te gusta, Darian? ¿A ti te gusta esta música? Por supuesto, ya. Pónmela ya. Sí, sí, pues dale. Vamos aquí, vamos a empezar con Quevedo, después Rosalía y después Bad Bunny. So, espero que disfruten. And that was Bad Bunny, Me Puerto Bonito, with Chencho Corleone. We also listened to a Rosalía, Despecha, and we listened to Quevedo's Visa Rap Music Section, number 52. So, I hope you guys enjoyed that. What do you guys think about those songs? Those are hits. Literalmente, so o sea, nunca pueden faltar en este show ninguna de estas canciones. They are really good. They are really good. So we're going to start the, the show with a very important news. Like, very important news that came out this week is about Cuba, which Cuba just legalized. Uh, well, not just. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was on Monday or Tuesday. They legalized same-sex marriage which is amazing, especially Cuba being such a conservative place. This is a start of a new thing. It's a start of progress. So what do you guys think about that? Cuba legalizing same-sex marriage. Personalmente, yo no me lo esperaba. O sea, yo vi la noticia, yo sí me sorprendí. Yo dije, ¿Cuba? Y, pero no fue, un, no fue en el mal sentido. No me lo tomé en el mal, sino que, bueno, nosotros sabemos que Cuba es un país extremadamente, extremadamente conservador, pero al mismo tiempo like, me da mucha alegría de que poco a poco vaya habiendo cambios positivos para las personas ahí dentro, entonces sí, 
me, me encantó sobre todo porque el 67% de los votantes aprobaron el cambio, entonces ya está habiendo diferencia y es, es en serio yo espero que generación tras generación pues vaya avanzando y que la gente vaya haciendo notar más su voz en ese país. Eh, Daniel, ¿qué tú piensas sobre esta noticia nueva? Uh, creo que es fantástico que ya tiene ese como ese progression para como algo nuevo para Cuba. Suena como ya la, may la mayoría que tenía el voto. Mm -hmm. Entonces es fantástico también. Um, I think that especially like because like because all the history and like the comedy and everything that's like very like very conservative. So like seeing that that's like possible is like shows that they can even go even further than that, which is amazing. Eh, claro, o sea, te da como una a mí me dio como una esperanza en el plan como que ok, o sea, estamos avanzando está habiendo es, un progreso y en serio espero que la gente en Cuba lo vea así porque no solo se trata, para mí esto no solo eh, se trata sobre los derechos de las personas eh, amor es amor y claro que sí, pero también te das cuenta de que la sociedad está cambiando y para bien y para bien, entonces en serio espero Muchos éxitos para Cuba, felicidades por este logro y espero que hayan muchos más y que de nuevo que la gente se dé cuenta de que su voz sí importa, de que si sí hay cambios, si uno alza la voz y dice las cosas que uno quiere y lucha por esos derechos. Sí, y según la noticia que estoy leyendo ahora en PR, eh, no solo es que se pueden casar, también es que pueden adoptar. Eh, que también eso es algo muy controversial, o sea, especialmente en un lugar tan conservador, que un, una pareja del mismo sexo podría eh, pues adoptar a un, a un bebé, a un niño. Y pues ahora sí, eh, con el código de, de familia, pues se puede. Ellos pueden casarse y adoptar a niños y es un derecho que ellos tienen ahora. Eh, esta medida se aprobó con un 66.9% eh, de, del... De la, o sea, hubo un referéndum y pues se aprobó esta medida de para pues que las personas del mismo sexo se puedan casar y adoptar niños. Y, y como dijo Darian y como dijo Dani, esto es una medida extremadamente buenísima, especialmente ahora en un mundo, vivimos un mundo que, que esto de, de, de poner a minorías como personas del mismo sexo, o sea, no personas del mismo sexo, perdón, Personas que aman a personas del mismo sexo, que se atraen a las personas del mismo sexo, eh, que puedan vivir y no vivir con miedo, que ya estamos en el siglo XXI y yo pienso que es bien bueno que en Cuba esté pasando esto y que esto siga pasando en otros lugares, de no solo de Latinoamérica, pero del mundo, que aceptemos a todo tipo de minor, incluyendo a las personas de la comunidad LGBTIQ. Eh, pero sí, eh, tenemos más noticias de Cuba en esta hora de Aquí Planeta Tierra incluyendo que vamos a hablar de Ana de Armas y su interpretación de Marilyn Monroe eh, en la película Blonde que salió en Netflix. Y vamos a hablar de otras cositas chéveres. Pero por ahora, pues, volvemos a la música. Volvemos Suena a la bien. música, volvemos a la música. Como estábamos hablando de una noticia de Cuba, pues yo dije, pues vamos a poner una canción que está súper, que tiene que ver con Cuba, que es Havana, de Camila Cabello. ¿Qué ustedes piensan? Claro que sí, come on. Habana de Camila Cabello y después tengo otra canción de un artista cubano de Sil Silvio Rodríguez. ¿Ustedes saben quién es Silvio Rodríguez? Uh, no. No, pues es un artista excelente de Cuba. Eh, eh, usualmente él toca acústico. Ah. So, nada, van a escuchar la canción y van a decir, wow, qué hermosa voz, qué hermosa música. So, nada, voy a poner Habana de Camila Cabello y también voy a poner Ojalá de Silvio Rodríguez. 
Espero que disfruten. Nos vemos. So, yeah. 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. And, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed the music and that little commercial break with our brilliant co-director of news, Hannah Cox, with New in New Jersey, which I think is a great show. So you should tune in if you want. And, yeah. So how are you guys doing? We're Danny, good. this is your first time, like, on radio, right? Uh, I did it, like, last Monday, I want to say. I was okay. on Talbert Time. So how do you feel doing Aquí Planeta Tierra? Uh, I think it's fun. I think it's really interesting. Um, this one's in Spanish, which is pretty cool. I yeah, like it is, it is. Way, way better. It is, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. It's Latinos. Yeah, but represent. Represent, exactly, exactly. exactly. So we're going to go to some sad news, you know. We have another hurricane affecting Latinos, but this time in Florida, and right now it's passing through South Carolina, Hurricane Ian. Many people in Tampa and the Florida Florida area were affected by this hurricane, and, you know, it's sad. You know, we're in hurricane season, and you see this all the time. Me, as a Puerto we were affected in by Hurricane Fiona, and Dominican Republic also was affected by Hurricane Fiona. And now we got Hurricane Ian coming through Florida and now South Carolina. So, guys, what do you think about this and the news that have been coming out about Hurricane Ian? Uh, I find it frustrating because, like, I'm always on news now because my aunt lives in Port St. Lucie mm-hmm. in Florida. So she's, like, kind of, like, in the middle of the hurricane. So the other day, like, she lost power for a good few hours. And so we're kind of worried about her now, like, if she gets through it well. And uh, she keeps sending us, like, like videos like, the hurricanes all the time. Like, it's constantly raining. Mm-hmm. Strong winds. It's very crazy, like, watching on real time. Especially after yeah. people are down there. No, it's it's crazy and and yeah, I have family members also in Florida. I have I have a cousin in Orlando, and I have you know I have another. My uncle is from Miami. He he didn't get as affected. You know he got rains and stuff, but but yeah, it, it's it's scary. You know, like being here in New Jersey, not not being there with your family members is scary. So you know you just you know you call them to see how they're doing and and everything and and yeah. I haven't been able to contact my, my, my cousin, so he's probably, or without electricity, or I don't know. I have I want to call him and see how he's doing after the show. But, yeah, now it's going to South Carolina. What do you think, Darian, about this? Ay, más tragedias, más tragedias, más tragedias. Simplemente a mí me da mucha tristeza. De nuevo, quiero repetir, yo soy de Ecuador, nací en Ecuador. Yo no tengo ningún tipo de relación ni en Puerto Rico, ni en República Dominicana, ni en Cuba, pero eso no quita que a uno les te dé dolor ver como lo que está pasando la gente ahorita. Recién ahorita estaba viendo algunas fotografías de uh, BBC News, donde hablan de el huracán Ian y cómo ha afectado a Cuba tras el apagón y ya ha dejado a dos muertos y muchos y graves daños materiales. Entonces, con solo ver las fotos me, me estremece ver personas casi nadando por las calles y las casas destrozadas, las calles destrozadas es simplemente horrible y es es muy feo ver eso y en serio espero de todo corazón que la gente allá en Cuba, como la gente en Puerto Rico, en Dominica, uh, Dominican Republic, ya estoy hablando inglés y español, <ríe> se recuperen y pues mucha fuerza. Sí, mucha fuerza y mucha, mucha resiliencia para estas comunidades. Pues nada, vamos... Vamos a, a cambiar de tema un poco y vamos a irnos al mundo del entretenimiento. Estoy hablando obviamente de, de, de Blonde. Bueno, vamos a hablar de otra cosa. Nosotros todos venimos de, 
de Latinoamérica, nacimos en nuestros países natales, por ejemplo, Dani me estaba diciendo que es de Venezuela, Darian nació en Ecuador, yo nací en Puerto Rico. ¿Qué, ¿Cómo se siente venir a, a Estados Unidos estando viviendo por lo menos una niñez en tu país natal? ¿Cómo se siente, Dani? Bueno, yo me crecí en Estados Unidos, tengo una hermana que creció en Venezuela por un año. Y es como interesante porque como llevo tus culturas contigo para los Estados Unidos. Entonces yo, yo me creí mucho con mis, mis tías y mis tíos aquí en Jersey. Y como, siento como, si es, es, sí hay una diferencia en, entre tu casa y, y afuera del mundo también. Porque yo tengo mis enseñanzas de niñez, como, como actuar, como tener orgullo de ser venezolano. Pero cuando yo estoy afuera, en, como en Jersey, yo no sé mucho venezolano, sinceramente. Entonces, siento como falta de comunidad por así, porque como no, no hay tantas personas al lado de mí. Entonces, yeah. Sí, te entiendo, te entiendo. Darian, ¿cómo, ¿cómo tú te sientes saliendo de tu isla y pues viviendo esta, o sea, viviendo este, esta nueva vida en Estados Unidos? Uy, pues yo sí tengo varias cosas que contar. <risa> um, para Dani, tú no me conoces, pero, y las personas que están escuchando y pues no sepan sobre mi vida, yo nací y me crié en Ecuador hasta los 11 años, hasta que mi hermosa madre, que está escuchando esto, te amo, um, <ríe> tomó la decisión de venirnos ella y yo a este país. Y pues claro que fue muy difícil. Lo primero que se me hizo difícil fue mucho la alejarme de mi familia. Yo me crié mucho con mis abuelos y fue un proceso duro como empezar una vida sin ellos. Fue como que... Ugh, Claro que es, es doloroso y es fuerte, pero al mismo tiempo era por un propósito y un propósito nuevo. nuevo. Lastimosamente en nuestros países, en la gran mayoría de países de Latinoamérica, la situación no es buena. Por algo la gente inmigra a otros países y buscan un mejor futuro, porque lastimosamente en nuestros países, por mucho que los amamos, por mucho que los queremos, hay, está nuestra familia, los, las personas que más amamos, pero hay que salir de ahí. Y lo, y lo más doloroso fue eso, salir de ahí del país que tanto amas y, la, y alejarte de la familia que tanto quieres. Y lo segundo creo que fue adaptarme a una nueva cultura, porque yo personalmente yo creo que aquí en Estados Unidos no hay una cultura como tal, porque hay de todo, o sea, hay gente de todos lados, hay gente de diferentes nacionalidades, hay gente, vaya, eh, eh, somos una, una sopa completa de, de diferentes personas, entonces... Sí, me acuerdo que hubo un momento en que yo sí me sentí como... No me sentí identificada como ecuatoriana en algún momento. Me, me acuerdo que como que me empecé como a sentir... Um, ¿Cómo se dice esta palabra? Ayúdenme. Como... Puedes decirlo en inglés. Bilingual. Es que ni, ni en inglés. <risa> desconectada. Desconectada, oh, de, mis, ajá, desconectada yeah. de mis raíces. Porque yo decía, ah, es que no me siento ni americana porque yo no nací aquí. Esta no, yo, no es mi tierra, pero... Llego a Ecuador y tampoco me siento ecuatoriana. O sea, llego y hay como, ay, tú sabes esto, conoces esto. Y es como que, wait, ¿qué está pasando? Uh -huh. Entonces es como que, ah, eh, es duro, pero poco a poco es como que te vas acostumbrando a eso. Y hay mucha gente que se siente igual que yo. Eh, entonces eso me ha ayudado mucho como a no, a no sentirme tan sola. Entonces, eso. Sí, pues yo... Yo vine aquí recientemente, no soy como ustedes que se tuvieron bastante tiempo aquí. Yo vine aquí en enero de este año como estudiante de intercambio y ahora pues soy estudiante transfer de aquí uh -huh. de Montclair State University. Eh, y ha sido 
sea, al principio fue muy difícil, pero conocí gente que, que estuvo ahí para mí y me ayudó pues, a acoplarme a esta vida en Estados Unidos. Eh, pero, pero sí, he aprendido mucho aquí y he aprendido que yo diría que soy más puertorriqueño que nunca. O sea, porque he ap aprendido a apreciar mucho la isla. Uh -huh. yo, yo fui a... Después que terminamos en mayo, yo volví a Puerto Rico y, y uno aprende a apreciar más todo lo que tiene a su alrededor, no solo su familia y sus amigos, pero la cultura de Puerto Rico, todo lo que está pasando. Y, y yo diría que soy más puertorriqueño, soy más orgulloso, que no, eso sí. es muy, muy importante, especialmente ahora que estoy aquí representando en un programa como aquí Planeta Tierra. Y que trajimos este tema porque Ana de Armas tiene una historia similar. Ana de Armas vino de Cuba. Ella es una actriz, o sea, ella es cubana full. Ella hacía películas en Cuba. Con, y, y un día ella decide ir a Hollywood. Con muchas actrices. Un ejemplo es Salma Hayek. Mm. Ella era una actriz súper popular en México y decide moverse a Hollywood y ahora es una mega estrella de Hollywood. Y ahora Ana de Armas está pasando por lo mismo. ¿Qué pasó? Ana de Armas cuando llegó a Hollywood no sabía inglés. No sabía nada de inglés. Y un día la escogen para el papel, para un papel en una película con Miles Teller y Jonah Hill llamado War Dogs, que salió en el 2016. ¿Y qué pasa? Ella no sabía inglés. Y todas sus líneas, ella se lo aprendió fonéticamente. ¿Qué significa esto? Fonéticamente es que por escucharlo, pues ella más o menos decif o sea, decía la, lo que decía en inglés. Y pues... Muchas veces en Hollywood te cambian las líneas a última hora que, que te lo cambian en el momento. Como, mira, cambiamos el libreto, tienes que decir esto ahora. ¿Qué pasa? Pues ella pues sufrió mucho porque como no sabe inglés y como se aprendió las líneas fonéticamente, cuando le dan las líneas nuevas es como que, ah, diantre, ¿cómo voy a hacer esto? Y, y ahí el director la averiguó que, mira, tú no sabes inglés y tienes que aprender inglés o si no, no vas a estar en la película. So ella tuvo que aprender inglés en un lapso corto de tiempo, si no fue entre dos, cuatro semanas. Y aprendió inglés con su acento bien fuerte cubano, pero aprendió inglés. Y ahora ella habla un inglés bastante, o sea, un, un, habla un inglés bien, porque ahora ella, ella es una actriz súper famosa en Hollywood. So, o sea, eso es una historia de superación. Y yo pienso que muchos latinos pasaron por eso. Y nosotros sabemos inglés, pero como quiera tenemos nuestros propios... Struggles, como se diría en yeah. inglés. Y Ana de Armas, una de ellas. Eh, y yo pienso que vamos a irnos a un break de música y después vamos a hablar de más sobre Ana de Armas, porque ella ahora interpreta Marilyn Monroe en la película Blonde en Netflix. Y hay mucha controversia. Pudimos hablar con muchos estudiantes de Montclair sobre, sobre su participación en la película. Pero por ahora, vamos a irnos con una canción que Darian recomendó, Niña bonita, de Chini Nacho. Ay, claro que sí, me <risa> recuerda a mi tierra, cómo no. Sí, y después nos vamos con Perdóname, de La Factoría y Eddie Lover. ¿Qué piensas, Darian? Darian escogió sí, estas sí, canciones, sí, sí, so, sí. ella está súper emocionada. No so... son canciones ecuatorianas, pero me recuerdan a mi tiempo viviendo allá, so espero que lo disfruten, porque yo sí lo voy a hacer. Sí, a mí me, a mí me gustan estas canciones, Chino y Nacho son boricuas, so yo, yo los conozco y, y a mí me encantan estas canciones. So nada, vamos a irnos con Niña Bonita, de Chino y Nacho, y después nos vamos con Perdóname de la Factoría y Eddie, Over, Eddie Lover. Pues, espero que disfruten. Mm. 
And I hope you guys enjoyed that break here at 9.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. And yeah, that was a good selection, Darian. Congratulations on that selection. Uh, I really enjoyed that song. But now, we're going to talk a little bit about Blonde. And we have, you know, reactions from from Montclair students who had something to say about, you know, we asked them about what they think about a Cuban actress interpreting, you know, you know, uh, interpreted. Oh, my God, I can't say the word. Portraying. Portraying. <laughs> portraying. Uh, a Cuban actress, Ana de Armas, portraying Marilyn Monroe, an American actress, model, an as icon. many people say. She's an said, icon. An it's icon. Yeah, like example. <laughs> so we, we talked with with different people in campus, and this is what they had to say. So I hope you guys enjoy this segment. You know you know who did the interviews? Darian Mosso. Of so, course. You know, yeah. This is a Darian Mosso exclusive. So I hope you guys enjoy. So this week on Aquí Planet de Tierra, we interview students to get their opinions about a Latina playing the role of Marilyn Monroe in the new movie Blonde. So let's see what the people answer. So do you know who Marilyn Monroe is? I do. I don't know a lot about her, but I do know her. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe? Yes. Yeah, she's like an American icon. <laughs> yeah, iconic. She's iconic. Well, she's very beautiful. She's an icon. She's an icon. Specifically, I know her for fashion. Um, but she's she was an actress back in the 50s, I believe. So. The actress who's playing Marilyn Monroe is actually Latina. She's actually from Cuban descent. And but so many people have been criticizing her, saying that she should not be Marilyn Monroe since of her accent. What do you think about that? If it's just about her accent, I think people need to kind of get over it. I think if she is more than capable of playing the part and she got cast for a reason, then obviously she's fit for the role. I mean, like, if the actress is good, then, like, go for it. I don't really have a problem with stuff like that. It's just, like, I guess if there's a good actress, yeah, it's fine. Well, I think that's dumb because in specific movies, like, people don't care when they, like, have white actors or people of different descent playing African roles or different roles. Honestly, it almost sounds like the Little Mermaid thing where it's, like, they were all upset because the Little Mermaid is not white and said she's black. Uh, I think that... It's not that important. As long as she does a good job, then it's, you know, then I would like the documentary or the movie. I feel like if she plays the part well, but at the same time, it doesn't take away from her character. Like the accent doesn't like hinder her acting abilities in the movie. I think it's a good thing because you know she got the role because of a reason. Society should probably give her a chance to prove herself and see the movie first before you judge it. Because just because somebody has an accent doesn't mean they're not capable of playing a role. And that was Darian Mosso interviewing people about Ana de Armas playing Marilyn Monroe in Netflix Blonde. So now we got our thoughts. And I'm going to be honest. I tried watching the movie yesterday before, you know, I always try to prepare for the show, but, you know, halfway in, I fell asleep. And I woke <laughs> up and Netflix was like, are you still watching? And I, uh, clearly I was not. It was, I woke up at eight. I was like, oh no. And then I had a class and, you know, I couldn't watch it. But Daria Mosso did watch it and she has the La Reseña. Claro Reseña, sí. which is review of the movie. So what do you oh. think about Ana de Armas portraying Marilyn Monroe? You watched the whole movie. The movie is a long movie, but what I watched, 
I'm going to wash it. I promise. Like, I'm going to wash it fully. But what I watched was pretty good. So I want to know, Darian, what is your review of uh, Blonde? Like, first of all, quiero aplaudir. Quiero aplaudir a Ana de Armas porque yo creo que se lució con la actuación de Marilyn Monroe. Um, en, o sea, la película en sí dura dos horas. Es muy larga. Pero creo que apenas le tomas el hilo. You know what tomar el hilo means? Yeah, okay. it's like, you know, there's still stuff that needs to be taught, right? Like, that's what you mean? No. No? I'll <laughs> explain it. Uh, le tomas el hilo in my, uh, it means that wait, as soon as you know, like, what's going on in the story, like, you get attached to the story. Okay. Like, there's no way you can just not watch it. So, for me, it was like that. Um, es una historia... Muy fuerte, donde habla con detalles explícitos sobre la, la vida de Marilyn Monroe y todas las tragedias que vivió en su vida. Entonces, es una historia fuerte, hay escenas fuertes. Entonces, sí, sí, ella, uh. ella por lo menos las primeras, los primeros minutos que yo vi, ¿sabes? habla de cómo ella pasó por mucho abuso uh -huh. eh, de diferentes formas. Se lo pueden imaginar, violencia doméstica y ese tipo de cosas. Y sí, Marilyn Monroe fue una mujer... A pesar de que ella sonreía en las fotos y, y todo eso, fue una mujer que sufrió mucho. Exacto. Todo el mundo pudo haber pensado que Marilyn Monroe tenía la vida perfecta, pero no era así, lastimosamente. Y viendo la película, uh, te das cuenta que su vida era mucho más triste de lo que a lo mejor muchos de nosotros pensábamos. Entonces, honestamente, eh, la, esa es la película. A mí me gustó. Si les gustan las películas de dos horas y si les gustan las películas de de la vida real, de actrices o actores o de celebridades, yo la recomiendo, está muy buena, tiene muy buena trama. Ahora, de lo que yo quiero hablar, de lo que sí me interesa hablar, es de lo que mucha gente se ha estado quejando, y sí, yo realmente no encuentro el porqué. be honest, yo pienso que ella no, o sea, el acento ella lo... O sea, ella estaba tratando de hacer un acento americano siendo de Marilyn Monroe y lo hizo muy bien. Right. Like y yo pienso que, o sea, ella es una actriz. So, mm -hmm. like, she, o sea, ella se convirtió en Marilyn Monroe y yo pienso que hizo un buen... De vez en cuando se le salía a los cubanos, pero... O sea, yo pienso que hizo un excelente trabajo, por lo menos lo que vi de Marilyn Monroe. ¿Qué tú piensas, Daniel? Honestamente, sí. Like, I saw the whole movie in English and honestly, like, I have no problem with her accent. I can understand everything she said. Probablemente uh, una que otra palabra se le escuchaba, la R latina, <ríe> la típica, yeah. se le escuchaba en alguna que otra palabrita, pero no era nada, nada, ¿cómo diría? Nada grave, no era algo, no era un acento fuertísimo, porque es que ella también practicó para el papel. Mm -hmm. Y esto es lo que la gente no entiende y quiero dejar claro. El hecho de que alguna actriz haga un papel no quiere decir que se va a convertir en la nueva Marilyn Monroe o en la nueva lo que sea. Si no me equivoco, creo que hicieron lo mismo con la película de, um, ¿cómo se llama? De la banda Queen. Uh -huh. Tal cual. O oh, que ahora él se va a convertir, que el actor, que no me acuerdo el nombre. Si eh, Rami Malek hizo Thank de you. Freddie Mercury. Thank you. Sí. Hubieron comentarios igual de que él se va a convertir en el, en el nuevo vocalista. Like, no, there's no such thing like that. Like, Hacen un, protagonista, un protagonista, un personaje de una película. Es solamente eso. Apenas salen de cámaras, ellos vuelven a ser Ana de Armas, vuelve a ser Ana de Armas y nadie va a reemplazar nunca a Marilyn Monroe. Entonces, personalmente voy a dar mi opinión sobre el respecto. Se me hace que es muy 
la gente, please get over it. <laughs> exacto. No es para tanto. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I feel the same way. And, and it's happening not only with this movie, but with the new, new My Little Mermaid mm -hmm. that is being played by, uh, I forgot the actor's name, but, you know, she's being played by an African, African American person. And people are like, oh, the My Little Mermaid is white with red hair. She's a mermaid. Like, let's yeah. be real. Like, mermaids don't have a complexion or anything. They're mermaids. They're fiction. Like, come on. Why are we discussing this? Why are we so, you know, why, like, why discuss this? It doesn't make sense. So, so yeah, I see it with a lot of actresses, especially, like, Latinas and uh, Afro-Americans and stuff like that. People who are, like, minorities. Like, people don't care if it's a white person interpreting, like, portraying somebody else from another country. You know, so yeah. so Danny, we've been talking and I haven't heard from you. Like, what do you I think mean, about all this? First of all, I want to say Anna Armas is a fantastic actor. Yes, she has a huge like portfolio with amazing things. I think her being in this role is like very impactful mm -hmm. and shows not like she's how how great like the Latin American actor can be, and like it also makes you think like like Marilyn Monroe herself because you have to think of, like what Marilyn Monroe represents like in the culture, right? She's a strong like um icon for women all around the world including latin american women to say that it's only an american icon isn't true because i know a lot of people from like latin america like my cousins and things like that who are also know aware of marilyn monroe or influenced by marilyn monroe who have like posters in their own sh in their own rooms about that so to say it's only an american icon and that she shouldn't be cuban is incorrect because she influences people more than just the united states yeah that's a good point i yeah. haven't thought about it that way and it's true yeah. she's a woman icon around right. the world, an international icon. Mm -hmm. so, Literalmente mucha gente, y eso es un buen punto que me acabas de acordar, mm -hmm. mucha gente piensa que decir la palabra American automáticamente significa solo Estados Unidos. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Un poco de historia, chicos, porque yo sí aprobé uh, historia. Yeah. <laughs> en high school casi yo biografía. Oh, por Dios. Um, América es un continente. Suramérica, mm -hmm. Centroamérica, Norteamérica. Entonces... America doesn't only mean that the United States of America. That's not true. So, qué bueno que Danny mencionó esto. Y es bueno recordarlo, porque hasta a veces a nosotros se nos olvida. Oh, estoy aquí en América. Estamos en el en continente. Estados yeah. Unidos. Estados Unidos. Estados Unidos no es toda América. That's not true. So. Sí, Sudamérica, Centroamérica, mm -hmm. Norteamérica. Tal cual. Yes, of course. We have JT on the studio, but, you know, he's, he's quiet right now. So, JT, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are y'all? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Thank you for being here and listening of to us course. talk about Marilyn Monroe and stuff. So I wanted course, to shout support. you out, JT on Tame. <laughs> he has Identity Crisis and he also has another show. What's the other show? Madness to the Method. Yeah. Both on Wednesday. Identity Crisis with the homegirl Terry is going to be at 12. Madness to the Method is at five to six. Yeah. So yeah, JT, you you mm -hmm. can if you want to, you can listen to him. But for now, we're going to play some more music, and then we're going to go to our second hour of Aquí Planeta Tijera. I'm going to play Tres de la Mañana by Jesse Joy and Gente de Zona. So I hope you guys enjoy this song, and we will be right back. So enjoy. And we're back at 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. This is Aquí Planeta Tierra. I am Victor Muñiz Rosa. I'm here with Daria Mosso and Danny Tarifa and also JT Untamed. GT Bethia is in the building. So, how are you guys doing? We're officially in the second hour of Aquí, Planeta Tierra. How are you guys Ooh, feeling? I'm el good, tiempo good. pasó volando. Ni yeah. me di cuenta. Vi el reloj en mi teléfono y yo, hoy, ya está una. 
Danny, how you feeling? Uh, good. It's been pretty fun. Uh, I think it's cool. I talk about important topics. Yeah, we talk about a lot of important long, topics, long, but this man. is a more more show hour. I'm gonna bring you guys some some fun facts about something I wanted to tell you guys. You know, salsa became very famous not only in Latin America but in the whole world. So there's this band called Orquesta de la Luz, which means light orchestra, and this is a band that was formed in Japan. They're Japanese people singing salsa music in Spanish. Yeah. So imagine that. Like, it got so famous in Japan that they decided to create a band with Japanese, you know, they're Japanese artists. They don't speak Spanish. But they, like, learn the songs in Spanish and start singing in Spanish. So what do you guys think about that? Like... Wow, <laughs> que, o sea, qué bueno que la salsa se esté mundializando, vaya. Yeah, because, no imagine eso. <laughs> because my mom brought me brought this up because we, I was talking, I was telling her about Ana de Armas and what she's doing as Marilyn Monroe, and she was like, you know, I know that there's a similar story that you can tell on radio, and I was like, oh, what is it? And then she told me about this band. I was like, oh yes, like this band, Orquesta de la Luz, which yeah, they're Japanese, but they sing in Spanish. But they don't speak Spanish, which is amazing. Many, many bands do this. Like they, mm -hmm. you know, for example, in English, there's a lot of uh, boy bands that, you know, sing in Portuguese and Spanish and other, in other languages so they can appeal to other audiences around the world. So in Japan, it was the same thing. They wanted to do some salsa music and they did it mm -hmm. and they sang in Spanish. So, you know, I'm going to play a little song from that band called... And uh, Descarga de la Luz by Orquesta de la Luz. So, you know, I wanted to share that. I thought it was a funny. It was funny. So I wanted to share that. And I hope you guys enjoy Descarga de la Luz by Orquesta de la Luz. And that was Orquesta de la Luz, Descarga de la Luz. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And yeah, my daddy, I was like, what you said is real. I'm like, yeah, they're Japanese. <laughs> they're Japanese and they're singing in Spanish. Yeah. You know, no, salsa is like, that wow. good. You know, they were like, and like, it's interesting that they didn't like go like, oh, let's just sing it in Japanese. No, we're going to sing it in Spanish. Right. Like, so, you know, got to give it up to them. You know, I'm kind of wondering how like a salsa music will sound in Japanese. Like, I how it got, got me there. Thinking. You know what I mean? Like, how did salsa come from all the way to Latin America? All the way to exactly. Japan? Though, That's like, the magical wow. thing about music. Music yeah. is universal and it gets everywhere. So, mm -hmm. including salsa in Japan. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, you know, I was talking with Danny off the air, and he was telling me that he's a big rock and Espanol fan. So he was like, can I play this song? Can I play this song? I'm like, let's go. Let's play these songs. So I'm going to let Danny introduce the songs. What songs are we going to play? All right, let me let you know about two very special songs that me and my uncle, a rager, a mosh pitter, me as well. We're going to start off with Hombres Head, Marta Jena, Mariposas, and after El Destrueba Illegales. Want to dance, kick around? Destrueba Illegales to mosh around if you want that too. Of course, if you want to mosh around, hey, yesterday, I'm going to tell a story, Not you know, JT is here so he can attest that this happened. We were karaoke and one of our, our members of WMSC started singing a, I don't even know, Death Grip song, which is a metal, metal band, like, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And JT was like, no, it was Jared who said like, let's start moshing. And we were like three people. It was me, JT, and Jared Tauber. So we were like, he started marching. It was us three. It was so, it was so stupid, but it was so funny. We were pushing each other. And like, 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, that happened, and now you can mosh at your home. I don't know with yourself with the wall. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> get yourself with the wall. I don't know. But you can start moshing. We're gonna play as Danny said. Marta tiene un marcapaso by hombres de G, and then destruye by ilegales. So I hope you guys enjoyed this music selected by our own Danny Tarifa. So let's go. And we're back. Aquí Planeta Tierra, 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. I'm Victor Muñiz Rosa. I'm, I am here with Daria Mosso, Danny Tarifa, and JT Bethia, also known as JT on Fame. So, yeah. So, Danny was bringing up an interesting topic that we weren't even going to talk about it. But since he brought it up, I think it's very important to bring it up because, you know, it's history. It's history in MSU, not MSU, MCU, as in Marvel Cinematic universe so i'm gonna let danny introduce the topic so danny right. what were we talking about off the air all right so we all know about black panther wakanda forever the sequel to the original black panther movie black so, panther through wakanda forever right? yeah, that's the name yeah, yeah the new one's black panther wakanda forever sadly child bones will not be able to be in this show in this one because sadly he died mm-hmm. but he passed away yeah sadly rp child bozeman fantastic yes. actor fantastic person mm-hmm. and then but they're introducing a very interesting character namor namor is a very prevalent character in the marvel universe who was who was alongside Captain America during the, the comic books in World War II. He was he was one of the first prevalent Marine superheroes before Aquaman. So he's very well known, very influential in the MCU as well. But what they're doing with his character in the MCU is that they're making him Latin, Latin American. Mm-hmm. He's going to be played by Mexican 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 actor Tanel Cuerta, who was also in Narcos Mexico, and the, the proclaimed film Gueros. Okay. So it's interesting because they're adding... Um, aspects of like Aztec American culture into this to make it like a representation of Mex- Mex- Mexican Americans I think it's very fascinating that they're like using like such a high respected character for this and letting like this represent like, Mexican Americans I think it's a very like good push forward for Latin Americans as a whole oh yeah I, I agree and they're doing they're doing a lot of like they're doing a lot of Latin American representation mm-hmm. in superhero movies for example Bad Bunny is going to start in and uh, he's gonna be a superhero. He's gonna be the first superhero in DC. I think it was Wildcat, right? Uh, Wildcat I'm gonna get. I'm gonna find out the name. But yeah, Namir is basically like name. name how do you say the name? Oh, Namor. Namor. Yeah. Namor. So Namor, like for people who don't know, like he he's basically Aquaman before Aquaman existed because he's an underwater superhero and he. You know, he does everything underwater and everything that has to do with underwater. So people say, oh, that's just Aquaman. But no, he became, he came first. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. And now he's Latino. So that's even better. So, yeah, I'm here looking up the Bad Bunny superhero movie. El, 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 Muerto. el Muerto. Yeah, El Muerto. It's a Marvel superhero. Oh. I thought it was DC, but no, yeah. it's a Marvel superhero. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm I'm excited for both, you know. Latin American representation. Now we got superheroes. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> and we got one of the biggest artists of the world interpreting a superhero. Like, even better. And he did his his movie debut recently with uh, well, Bullet Train. It was, yeah, it was a with Brad movie. Pitt. He fought with Brad Pitt in the yeah. movie. You know, we didn't even think about this happening, but it's happening. You know, Latinos are taking over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Darian, what do you think about that, what we just talked about? Simplemente que estoy muy feliz de que los latinos estén dominando el mundo, no literalmente, pero que vaya, que estén tomando papeles tan importantes y de que poco a poco se vaya conociendo la cultura a través de ellos. Entonces, yep, 
Yeah, exactly. So JT, you know, you're you're are you Latino? You're or yes. I don't think so, right? No, no exactly. I, I, I'm asking just in case, but like, it's I don't okay. think so. <laughs> nah. So, what do you think about this, like Latino representation in movies, especially I superheroes? I love it. I love all the representation. We need a lot more of it, and we're getting a lot more of it, and it can only go up from here. And I'm very excited. I I love the Latin representation. Y'all have such a beautiful culture, and I just want to see it out there a lot more. Um. Yeah, that's my spiel. Yeah, thank you so much, JT, for those words. And you know, we're gonna continue with the music. I got, uh, I got Celia Cruz. Does, it, does anybody know who Celia Cruz here is? Well, we played it last week, but we're gonna keep playing it. You know, so we were talking about Cuban topics earlier. I, I, I kept the Cuban themes going. So Celia Cruz is next. Then I got La Bicicleta by Carlos Vives and Shakira. And then I got Colgando en Tus Manos by Carlos Baute and Marta Sanchez. So I hope you guys enjoyed this selection of movies, digo movies, songs. So for now, we're going to start with Cela Cruz, La Negra Tiene Tumbao. So I hope you guys enjoy and let's, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay, now, now I got it. Okay, let's go. La Negra Tiene Tumbao by Celia Cruz. Mi Corazón Está Colgando en Tus Manos by Carlos Baute and Marta Sanchez. I love that song so much and it brings me it brings me back to my childhood i used to hear that song all the time on the radio and and yeah i love that song i hope you guys like the selection of songs i had there la bicicleta la negra tiene tumbao eh, colgando en tus manos so yeah i have an interesting topic that i'm gonna bring up you know nasa is making history with the first salvadorian going to space so that's amazing. His name is Dr. Frank Rubio, who traveled to the International Space Station on Russian Soyuz spacecraft from Kazakhstan. The astronaut's trip to outer space only took six hours and will orbit the planet for six months. So that's interesting, you know. There's a lot of Latinos in NASA also, and this is the first Salvadorian to go to space. So that's amazing. For example, I know in Puerto Rico, we have one called Joseph Acaba who was the first Puerto Rican to go to the moon. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if you guys know if there's like fun NASA facts from your countries, but like at least, you know, I got a guy in, in the moon. Salvadorian has a guy in outer space currently. Like, do you guys know any like NASA history in your part of the woods or no? Uh, not me, man. Ooh, we'll go to Mars, though. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Venezuela is in Mars. Yeah, we'll go to Mars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Darian? Definitely, unfortunately, not at the moment, but... Mm. As soon as we got some information, I'll let you all know. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's crazy. You know, funny thing is that in back where when I was in high school, my school named the 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 classes by different Puerto Ricans who made history. For example, there was you know different classes with different names, and one of them was Joseph Acaba. That was my class. My the class of 2019 was called Joseph. Ac Joseph Acaba, 2019, because he was the first person for Puerto Rico descent to go to the moon. So, and I think he's in, still in space. Like he tweets about himself being in space. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Like you know, he's very active on socials. And let me see if he's currently in space. I'm curious now. Uh, no, he's not in space currently. But but yeah, he he used to post pictures like, eh, I'm here. Look at you know, and he's floating in gravity. Is is yeah. is crazy. But yeah. He's like that one uncle, como esta miente, aquí como estamos. Estamos, like, <laughs> we're here, we're... <laughs> so, you told me you'd never visited Venezuela after you left, right? 
Nah, man, never been. I want to because like, because like the political issues, and, yeah, like, yeah, the poverty and things. Like they never like will. Even when I was younger, they weren't willing for, to send me over because like of the situation. Also, because like my family comes from like like very poor areas at the same time, so it's like very dangerous at the same time. Okay. And so, I want to. I want to plan out maybe my my juniors sophomore year to possibly go there maybe for like a month or so. Is the old family members things like that? Cause my my dad can go now. He finally got the papers to be able to like return. Oh, that's awesome. So, cause like it's, you know complication. Always yeah, 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 yeah. With Maduro and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he finally has ability to go back if he wants to. He's like thinking it over because it's been he's hasn't been there for like twenty years. So it's like a huge. Obviously, things are most likely different there. Also, like it's interesting because like you don't realize that you really like grew a lot while you're in the states mm-hmm. after you left, which is interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I feel mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, I have been here twenty years, but the mm-hmm. six months I've been here have been very. You know, I've learned a lot, mm-hmm. not only about myself, but you know, as about the United States. That I've always seen it from afar, but living here, you really get to meet the people. Not only like, you know, Caucasian Americans, but you know, Black Americans, Latinos here in the in the United States. You know, there's a big. Latino community. I knew there were a lot of Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, and stuff like that here. But like when you come here and you see it in person, people talking to you in Spanish. Like you don't say a word, and they're like, "Oh, this guy is Puerto Rican. I can talk yeah. in Spanish." So like I love that because they're like, "Oh, this guy is Latino. I'm talking Spanish." Fine, they don't even know. Like they don't know anything about me. My Uber, for example, I remember I got it my first time here. I got an Uber. He was Dominican, and he didn't even like he didn't he didn't even talk to me. He was like, "Oh." Hi, ah, ¿cómo estás? Eh, yo soy Tarara. Eh, ¿Para dónde es que te estoy llevando? Ah, okay, está bien. I'm like, you didn't even know me. How do you know I talk Spanish? And he just, he was like, ah, yo sé, yo sé. Tú tienes cara de, de que habla español. And I'm like, oh, okay. okay yeah. So, and yes, I do. So, yeah, so it's funny. But yeah, that's how culture works. You know, like we identify ourselves in different areas and it's crazy. It's crazy. And Montclair has a big Hispanic community. So that's why I wanted to create this. Well, I didn't create the show, but like I wanted to keep the show going. I keep like that. It was hosted by Andai Cruz before, and then before her, Annabella Poland, which is the general manager. So we, I wanted to keep this show going because of that. We have such a big Hispanic community, and and thank God we we still got it, and we still play music, and we still enjoy our culture. So yeah, I'm gonna keep playing music because I know you guys enjoy that. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play, 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 play some music. I'm gonna play. Juan Luis Guerra, La Guagua. Do you know that song? I, I have heard it. I think like I heard it once. I don't know. Then it's going to be awesome. Too. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. La Guagua, Juan Luis Guerra. And now I'm going to play some real music, but I'm not. I'm going to surprise you guys. Okay. I'm going to surprise you. Gotcha. Not only the guys here, but the listeners listening. So right. I hope you guys enjoy La Guagua by Juan Luis Guerra. So you know what? Let's go. Let's start with Juan Luis Guerra, La Guagua. Y volvimos aquí Planeta Tierra 90.3 WMC Upper Montclair. Yo soy Víctor Muñiz Rosa. Aquí está Darian Mosso. Y aquí está Dani Tarifa. Dani was like, can you do like, like the, like the soccer announcer thing? I'm like, of course I can. And I just did it. So perfect. Victor, go. <laughs> so yeah this is it for Aquí Planeta Tierra and I hope you guys enjoyed this show it was a great show I had so much fun talking about different topics and and Danny thank you for coming in I hope you come more we had a lot of good conversations and you guys want to say something else before we go Danny Darian 
Um, you wanna go? You go first. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, stay tuned for any more. Please watch Blonde represent Cuban actors, and just have a good day. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Darian, have something to say? Bueno, chicos, ha sido un gusto, una semana más, un show más en aquí Planeta Tierra. Y de nuevo, lo como dijo aquí Dani, bueno, ha sido un gusto también tenerme aquí. Y pues, nada, yeah, nos vemos pronto. JT, you just came in, you want to say something? Um, keep doing what y'all are doing. Shout out to the Aquí Planeta Tierra team, Darian and Victor. You guys are doing amazing, Danny. Hopefully you join this team. This is an amazing team to be a part of. These two are going to take care of you. Um, yeah, so much love for the Hispanic community. Y'all have a good day. Yeah, thank you so much. And Arlene, hopefully she'll come back. So shout out to Arlene Batista. So yeah, and this is me. I'm Victor Mis Rosa. I just want to say I hope you guys have a great day, a great weekend. And yeah. As I say always and as I say to now, nos vemos. <laughs>